0: Welcome into box office quarterbacks spooky season edition. I'm Jeff. He's Ahmed. That's Gerald. We are back at it again to talk about Hocus Pocus Two, uh, one of my most anticipated sequels, probably of all time. It's Ahmed's first time watching both movies. Gerald uh, has some mixed feelings about the first one, so we'll get into all of that. Ahmed, I'm going to start with you because this is your first time watching both of these movies. So I'm going to put the pressure on you and uh, give me your quick review of the first one and uh, your initial thoughts of the second one.
1: So, you know, whenever I told people that I didn't watch the first movie, a lot of people were like, no, you got to watch it. So I watched it expecting it to be like really, really good. It was really good in that the, the trio of witches, Bette Midler, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy Najimy, they're just really charming in and of themselves. Um, so as bad as the movie is, you appreciate it and you like it, which is why a lot of people enjoy it because they're just so funny. Um, and then with the second one, I was expecting, you know, that same kind of level of charm and they did have it. I mean, you know, to Bette Midler who's 76, give her, her credit. she still got it, but I felt like the filmmakers were really trying to push uh, viewers to appreciate the new casting generation. But really, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, maybe even you, Jeff, were just looking forward to Sarah, Jessica Parker and uh, Kathy Najmi and Bette Midler, of course, again. And I feel like, no pun intended, we got gypped.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I think, you know, obviously the first one is like one of my favorite Halloween movies of all time. The second one. It's great to see those three original witches back, but they, I think they needed more legacy characters in this movie. And I think that's what holds it back. Like bring back, you know, Thor Birch or, um, you know, Binks the cat, (laughs) like make him a cat again. I don't care. Do something. They were just lacking that other element of this movie. And I think that's what holds it back. But before I get deeper into my opinion, Gerald, what were your initial thoughts of this sequel?
2: My initial thoughts is it's a good movie, but i um, thinking back on it now, even during the past like 10 minutes. I um, kind of realized that it was like almost pre-packaged to sell spinoffs. Yes. Um, about three of them, actually. Um, but it was like a really good pre-packaged spinoff sale. You know, it wasn't like the CW, whenever you see any show it has, you know, there's going to be about 13 different spinoffs to it. Um, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, it was still like pretty noticeable. Um, still a good movie, not as good as the first one, lacked some of the charm. Um, and I think it falls into an issue that's like Jurassic Dominion fell into, um, where it promised a return of the original cast and it didn't have enough of them almost, um, it's still a good movie yeah
0: yeah like i thought you know some of those like obvious spin-offs that they're trying to set up is a prequel with those three young actresses as the sanderson sisters at the beginning of this movie and that was honestly one of the best parts of this movie where because the casting is so spot on for all three of those girls and then you had uh um, who is it, like Hannah Whittingham or whatever, who's on Ted Lasso as uh, the witch who pretty much gives them access to power. And her role is like a two or three minute thing and then she's gone. So I wanted to see more of her. Um, You get back into Salem in the present day and then you got the three uh, new main characters and that's where the biggest spinoff stuff comes from where you can tell that they're pushing these girls to be the face of this franchise moving forward. But I don't necessarily know if I want to see another sequel or a spin-off from Hocus Pocus after this movie. I think they should leave it alone, but you, we know that's not going to happen.
1: Jeff, do you think that that, sorry, I, I just want to know, do you think that uh, a prequel would have been better as opposed to a sequel?
0: You know, I think we had to get the original cast in there just because they're getting older and we we had to do it. I think this sequel is about 10 to 15 years too late. I think they really missed the mark to capitalize on the on the nostalgia here. Um, Hocus Pocus 1 came out in 1993 and it was a it was a flop like right away because Disney decided they were going to release a Halloween movie in July. Why they did that? I don't know, but it caught on throughout the nineties. So I think the time for this movie to come out was like in the early two thousands. And I, I do think they missed the boat a little bit on it. Disney missing the mark on Hocus Pocus release.
2: No way.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, it just seemed so commercialized also because It's coming in during an era we're seeing sequels, prequels, and even reboots. So it's like I I would regret for someone to look at this and just go, oh, God, another sequel. Oh, God, another blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And just completely be turned off by that alone
2: yeah no i mean like we all hate that guy who just loves the chance to scream like oh hollywood's running out of ideas you know we all we all hate that guy because he says it about every freaking movie that comes out but like this was like his like best day ever because this was hollywood running out of ideas um this was disney running out of ideas just looking and like we can copy, we can get nostalgia we can launch a prequel series we can watch a sequel series because like they can have Bet come back and all those are the new ones come back. Becky, I think, and all of them come back, and then like even continue to capitalize on Sarah Jessica Parker and them and the other two to um come back into these into these movies just a little bit. It's like they're looking; they were like real thirsty to make that um that universe happen. And you yeah. know we're gonna get it.
0: Oh, it's happening! There's a post credit scene and everything. Yeah. They really, mar- they, they marveled this yeah. movie up. They really yeah. did.
2: They really uh, did. It,
0: yeah, but there's some good stuff. Like, there's some good stuff in this movie that I liked. Like, And we'll get into favorite scenes, and I'll start with mine. I love that whole sequence in that Walgreens. Even though it's product placement, you could say whatever you want to say. That had me dying the entire time, where they're like, how many souls of children does these elixirs contain? And then they're, like, chugging lotion. And they're the, they, they think, like, lotion is a different word for potion. Um, that whole thing was my favorite part of this movie. It was just so damn funny.
2: Yeah, I agree, man. I I have nothing else to say about it. I agree. It was freaking hilarious the whole time. So
1: I I'm kind of, so this is going to showcase how weird I am. Um the scene right before they light the candle where they're just kind of both girls, Cassie and not Cassie, but uh Becca and Izzy are both about to light the the candle uh, and they're just kind of going back and forth. And just something Izzy said, or Becca said, I just remember it really made me laugh. She said, my mom just sent me a bunch of blurry pictures of cookies. And she's like, she's trying to spend time with you. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you little brat. <laughs> I know, but it's just, Just buy the cookies, Susan. I couldn't, I'm laughing again right now. Something about the words, just buy the cookies, Susan, really made me laugh. And then they brought it up again. Like, you think Susie left those cookies out? They're like, oh, my mom says, I was like, oh, Susan, like, I really wanted to meet Susan. And like, I'm sorry, I know it's immature, but one of my bosses, her name is Susan, too. I'll <laughs> the Simpsons fan like the most. It was Christmas just Christmas. funny. Just buy the cookies, Susan. Like, yeah. just, she's just trying to be polite. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That completely you know, glossed over everything else for me. But
0: <laughs> Susan is the best character we didn't see in this movie. Susan is the best uh, character Susan. that we never get to yeah.
2: see. <laughs> Can we talk about the worst character, though?
0: I think I know who it is but you tell me.
2: Um Mike, right? Mike's the guy, right? The I'm junk? like 99% oh, yes. Yeah. He <sighs> is just the most annoying over like overacted and I guess like there's the a script given to him. It was just so freaking bad. Like I know these movies are a little over the top, but that was like over the top of Mount Everest and back down and then back over again. Like that was just way too much for me. I was like, this guy needs to stop immediately.
0: See, I thought the mayor was the worst character in this movie. And, and I like Tony Hale. I like Arrested Development. That's one of my favorite shows, but that dude, I couldn't stand him in this movie. He was, he was like super whiny. He talked about that stupid caramel apple, the entire damn movie. Like, come on. I don't give a shit after a while that you're going to stand in line for five hours. I really don't. Like I could have done without him. And I know the whole plot revolved around him and an ancestor that looks exactly like him. Mm. But man. No. Yeah. That, that, that was a that was weird. a mistake.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I yeah. I don't disagree. You both are right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both pretty bad T V H. Like they're just like the worst parts of the story.
0: Yeah. Like I feel Everything like we're gonna start blasting funny. this movie, but I I mean like the other things I didn't like. I thought the ending was too rushed. Like the girls are trapped in the basement. They get out, and then you know five ten minutes later they're in the woods, and then the Sanderson sisters are like dusting away like Avengers Endgame, and it's just too quick to get to that point. Like come on, right oh, away.
2: Oh my gosh! Editing a Thanos snap into there. Um. He did. <laughs> God. No, but um. Oh man. Yeah, that was, that was a weird part. That was a little weird. I
1: I didn't know what direction the movie was going to go at that point. Like, oh, okay. Does she not know the beware? And then it's like, she has had this on her mind the whole time. And then whenever her sisters are finally leaving, you know, it's just, is it now a theater drama where she's like, my doing has become my undoing. Like, this is great. Although I wish it wasn't so rushed. Like we needed more screen time. We needed to see more of their bond. Otherwise, maybe we could have had a a little bit of a tear moment, tearful moment there.
0: Yeah. Like it didn't hit me emotionally at all because by this point of the movie, I was like, they're trying to spin this off. Like, the Sanderson sister is going to come back one way or the other. Like Billy Butcherson was in this movie and I thought that was cool, but he was like super underused and he was missing his head half the movie anyway. So like, man, <laughs> missed opportunity. They could have made it 15 minutes longer. Uh, they could have put it in theaters and put a little bit more money into it. And it would have made a bunch of money, but that's, Kind of my final say before we get to characters and our final scores.
1: One other thing, when you said, you know, the money, I I read one of the trivia's. I think the reason why the first, this is just my theory, one of the reasons why I think the first movie had so much charm was because the majority of it was filmed in Salem, Oregon, whereas the majority of this film was filled all over the place Uh, Canada, Rhode Island, and you know i i think it was because of uh protests or, or something like that but yeah that i think that you know missed opportunities
0: yeah i i agree uh and when it comes to my favorite character of this movie i'm going to go bet midler as winifred sanderson she's just like the best character in both movies and she's hilarious and she has another musical number that i thought was pretty damn funny and she just really plays this role great. And I'm really happy we got to see her one more time uh, in this role. So she'll be my number one. What about you, Gerald?
2: Uh, yeah, same with her. Be- also, because I read that um, in the trivia section I believe where I read it on IMDb. But um, Bette Midler had been asking for this for years. Like, she knew of their cult status and had been asking for the Hocus Pocus 2 for years. So, like, she seemed like she, like, desperately wanted to be there and she she really killed it like not like not in a bad way like she killed it it was great she slipped right back into the role. yeah
1: she she definitely did and that's why i'm kind of bummed that you guys picked her i mean i shouldn't be surprised but because i was obviously going to say her as well because she slid right back in it's like her whole life was preparing for this moment um but uh for the sake of difference i will say um uh, Sarah, Sarah Jessica Parker's character, she was one of my favorites because she was also able to slip right in. I, I feel bad that we didn't get to hear more from her uh, or see more of her, but yeah, she was great and still just as ditty, ditzy, you know what I mean? I'm trying to, you know, use an appropriate word to uh, demonstrate her character. And it was just great. They were all very charming. Um, I, I, I'm not picking Kathy Najme just because she also plays Peggy Hill in King of the Hill. And
0: if y'all have seen King of the Hill, you understand why. Oh, man. Yeah. I did like the part where they pick their new brooms and one of them's like a Swiffer sweeper thing. And then the other other one is just two Roombas. I thought that was hilarious.
1: Oh, and it came in clutch too in one of the scenes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's the stuff I wanted more of, like more fish out of the water kind of things because you're playing with technology now and they didn't really play that much into it. Um, and, you know, when it comes to the final score of this movie, I think I can't give it more than a starter on our, our scale. Like the nostalgia factor can take you so far. And this movie just, it didn't hit it for me at the end. And when they tease that post credit scene where there, there's another black flame candle, I just didn't care at that point. I was, kind of done. I'm happy to see the characters again. I don't need to see another one, but I'm happy this movie does exist. So that's my take.
1: Yeah. I think I'd bench the movie just because, uh, yeah, the nostalgia factor. So I, I wouldn't completely dismiss it then as a, um, like I wouldn't cut the movie straight up because there are people that will enjoy it. Maybe n- not a lot, but some will. And for that reason alone, I'm saying we'll bench it, but um, yeah, it didn't hit the nostalgia, fa- it it hits the nostalgia factor, but it doesn't hit enough. And I just, so many missed opportunities really just make me not want to give it a starter.
2: I did go into this, you want to say starter, um, but we did use the last, like, I don't know, eight minutes of this podcast complaining about different aspects of it. And I'm on the like edge of bench and starter, like as close as I can. Because like while well, like I enjoy it, the first thirty minutes or so of this movie, the prequel part is very good, and I enjoyed like watching the the little Sanderson girls. Um, they were great. Um, I don't need a prequel for it, but we all like a like a prequel series. But we all know that's where this is going. So um, like they already have the cast, right? Just, just get someone to write and produce it. So like we all know that's that's where that's going. But um, it's still like. I feel like we don't get enough of the Sanderson girls. Um, I don't think I would be opposed to a prequel like with those, with those girls um, just cause they did a really good job, but I wouldn't go out of my way for it either. Yeah. Um, this is a hard choice cho- cause like it's still not bad. Like there's obviously glaring issues, but I think that's kind of what makes these hocus pocus, like actually that this kind of movie it's because, like, it's not meant to be taken completely seriously. Um, it's not meant to have that kind of stuff. So, like, I think I'll stick with good, uh, Starter on it for that reason.
0: Yeah. Like, this is not going to be added to my Halloween rewatch every year. Like, I'll watch the first one. And if this one comes on, maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. But, Yeah. So starter, starter, bench, this is, uh, like a C on our scale, C minus. I say, if you're a millennial, like all of us are, go watch it because you've been waiting probably a long time to see it. Uh, ignore the past 10 minutes of this podcast where we just talked a bunch of crap about it, but I mean, make your own opinions, make your own opinions. Tell us what you think it is, uh, on our scale or your scale, whatever. Like that's why we're doing it. <laughs> but yeah, this is not going to be our last. <laughs> this is not going to be our last movie. It's spooky season. Gerald is cracking me the hell up right now, <laughs> but uh, we have werewolf by night, which comes out this week. Oh, and yes. then she Hulk is, and I've been saying this for every episode. We're, we're going to do she Hulk this week as well. So stay with box office quarterbacks, box office, Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Like and subscribe right now on this YouTube video, and we will see you guys very, very soon.